Ciao, Bella. I am Oceana Fortuna, and this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit to embrace the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. And may good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe Love and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. Hello, everyone. On this episode of the Breathe Love and Magic podcast, I have a wonderful guest to share with you today, Pam Barsh. She is a messenger of love who channels messages from angels and spirits. She's also a medium, spiritual coach, energy healer, hypnosis practitioner, and mindfulness guide. After experiencing a serious illness, she embarked on a healing journey, which opened her spiritual gifts and the understanding that everyone has the power to heal through love energy. In addition to her master's in psychology with a focus on mind, body, spirit, wellness, she trained in Reiki, crystal chakra and energy healing, hypnotherapy and past life regressions and forensic detective work. She helps guide others to tap into healing energy, connect to their soul purpose and manifest abundance in their lives. Welcome, Pam Barsh. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about this um, conversation. And it's interesting, right when you were introducing me, I noticed it was 11-11 on my phone. So I think this is interesting. This is going to be, you know, we're going to be diving into a lot of things. Excellent. Well, we'll have some cosmic time together that we'll share with others. I'm so happy that you're here as well. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got started as a channel and a medium? How did that come about for you? Yeah, that's a little interesting story. I think technically I was always able to do these things, but it's one of those things where if you don't fully embrace it, you don't realize what the potential is. So I think I was probably using it in different ways and I would have family members come in my dreams, you know, that had crossed over. So I, I did have the abilities. It was just, I didn't had an, I didn't have a need for it. I wasn't directed in that, in that direction at that time. So when I experienced an illness, it kind of had me focus inward more. So I wasn't able to do the usual things I would do. And that's where it began to open up more. And I was communicating with angels at first that was my first gateway, I guess you could say, into that world, which was comfortable to me, even though I had never really tapped into it before. And I think that's one of the things they talk about a lot is they will come to people at first with where they're the most open, how they will receive, like whether it's a sign or, you know, synchronicity or a certain type huh. of connection. So they did mention that to me. And then eventually it just grew into spirits and spirit guides and other ascended beings, and then kind of like understanding more about collective energy and other dimensional energy. So it just, it just was with me getting comfortable with it, you know, trusting it. I just, I just went with it. I just have kind of this mindset of what if, you know, and I just keep exploring. I'm kind of like that. I'm very curious in life. I've always been interested in learning about 
different things. So I think that's why it came in faster. Wow. You know, it's really interesting because for me, I didn't start channeling until I finished my first Reiki one training and then went through that 21 day process. And all of a sudden, then I I started channeling. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So yeah, you never know. And it's always great to hear how things came about. And I love that you recognize that you probably already had and had been using that skill, but then you decided to really focus on it more, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think for I think for me, the first part of the journey was just accepting it and realizing that was my strength, my gift. That's what I was supposed to be doing in the world. That was what I was called to do. Now, at first I used it more towards myself, you know, how can I heal using this knowledge and what do I need to know to be a better version of myself? Well, who am I really? If I take off the layers of what I've been before, but then as I moved through it, I realized that my calling was beyond even that, like it was much bigger to not only know myself, but to take that experience and share it with other people and talk about it, write about it, you know, do whatever I could to get those messages out so they could see that they have that power within them to tap into anything they desire. So I, if I could do it, if I could go through that journey of having an experience where I wasn't doing that and I wasn't manifesting from my true place of that love energy, then if I can switch into it, I think everybody can. It's just a matter of trusting that you can do it. That makes so much sense. It really does. You say that you share messages of love. So I'm curious if you could tell me a little bit more about that. Um, Yeah, the way I see it is if we hold ourselves in the higher frequency, if we're focusing more on that, then that is getting us out of the way of how we've become stuck, right? In our energy, sometimes we're in a place of, oh, all these bad things happen to me. You know, why does this always happen to me? Is anything good ever going to happen? So we get stuck in that place. The what ifs, why isn't it happening? I don't understand. Why, why am I not manifesting what I want? It's, it's difficult to move out of that. And for me, I want to give an example. For me, I've had experiences with chronic fatigue and other weird ailments for years. And so I always saw myself as ill and not capable of anything beyond that. So I was doing things, but I wasn't doing as much as I could have been because I was so stuck in that mindset. So for me, I learned how to look at what was not there. So I said, well, hmm, let me use my imagination. Let me see myself as fully healed. Who is that person? What does she look like? What is she wearing? What is she doing? And then I just kept using that imagination of my higher self in a way, like the best version of myself fully healed. And even if I wasn't feeling good, even if I was in pain or I was tired or having headaches, no matter what it was, I saw myself as that person. And over time, I realized that it created the real me coming forth. See, I was, I was stuck in the energy of what was not aligning with me that, that vision of myself originally, the one that was wounded was not me. I was fully capable of holding my light and shining it brighter 
and also discerning, you know, like if something's not right for you, like if you're around people that bring you down, if you are in a situation that doesn't match with you, like maybe a job that doesn't work. I think I was taking on roles that I shouldn't have been helping other people too much, just kind of trying to fit into society, maybe in those labels. So I had to say, you know, maybe I'm not like everybody else. You know, maybe I'm not that person. Maybe I don't need to be that identity. Maybe I'm just expansive and I can be anything. And so that's why I don't label myself as one title. And I tend to use the words messenger of love because to me that includes everything. Because at the core of our being, we are love. And when we go to the other side, we see nothing but love. And so that's what I want to give to people. Of course, we will acknowledge when we've had hard times, we'll briefly acknowledge that and say, yes, okay, I learned something, I experienced that. But then let it go and say, okay, today's a new day. And now what am I going to create? Well, what I love about that, Pam, is in a way that's classical manifesting mm-hmm. technique, mm-hmm. you know, to see what you want to see, to be what you want to be now, as if it's true happening in this moment, mm-hmm. using the feelings, which is the strongest mm-hmm. evidence, the strongest force of creation. And, you know, some people use affirmations or whatever, but, and some people do visualization, but when you move you can combine all three with feelings or if you just do the feelings. So as you kept imagining yourself as who you really are and what your real possibilities are, that's what you created. That's so, that's an amazing story. That that, really is. Yeah, and that that visualization for me, because I'm very imaginative, that created the feeling in me. Yeah. Because I literally felt like I was walking into the future a little bit and seeing what the future version of myself was. And that's another thing that we learn in manifestation is you want to stay in the present moment, but you do need to go into that future version of yourself a little bit to see what the possibilities are and then come back and say, okay, now let me keep on this present moment, this path, because I can create that. It's just noticing that it is already happening. It's already done. Sometimes we get lost in the sense of it's not there yet. So, you know, it's never going to happen, but really everything is happening, being grateful and being in that feeling of loving towards yourself in the present moment. That's the vibration of everything happening. That's meant for you. You just have to hold that vibration. Yeah. And that's what you did. And uh, that, that's an awesome story. Uh, you know, it's funny because I used that to manifest love where I spent a lot of time imagining the feeling of being with the right man. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great story, but it's so interesting how that for you, it took you to the next level where you opened up to all your spiritual gifts to really start utilizing what you already had, what you already were doing, who you really were, but you weren't embracing it in the same way, but because you got used to it, as you visualized it, it probably really helped move your vibration into that. I love that. So uh, what a great story. One of the things I learned through that experience too, is that initially, because we always have these ways of like categorizing things or, or what our expectations are, right? 
initially when this happened to me, I thought, oh, I'm only going to do X, Y, and Z, right? And I thought, I'm not a medium. That's initially what I thought. And I thought, oh, I can't do that. I can't do all the spirit connections because it was at first it was just angels coming through. But then they told me, don't decide that just yet. And when I heard that, I realized that maybe I was a little scared of my abilities in some ways too. So I needed to be more open to it. And everybody's different. Even if you look at different mediums and how they connect and bring in energies or spirits, it's different for everybody, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some people focus on just the channeling part. You know, some people are trance mediums. You know, there's different ways that you do this. Mm -hmm. So I had to realize that everybody's got their own way and I have my own way. And it doesn't even have to be that I label it as a mediumship thing. It could be more expansive than that. It can be like, well, it's got a healing component too. You know, I see myself as a healer as well. Yeah. So, so the way that I bring in the messages is to help people open up, awaken and heal. And that's nice. the purpose of it. Yeah. Yeah. That is wonderful. You know, it's funny because last fall I took a class on mediumship. I thought, oh, let me try something new. And I had done some mediumship, but I never took a class on it. And frankly, when I learned and came into all my spiritual gifts, these things didn't exist like they do now. There's so much available now, these in-depth trainings, they, you just learned, you know, I, I mean, I took some classes in local bookstores and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but the detail and the extent to the, and the regimen that people recommend, you know? So anyway, when I took this class, I sort of was, it was off-putting a little because it was all about evidentiary mm -hmm. mediumship. And mm -hmm. they were more concerned with proving they were really seeing the spirits right. mm -hmm. than what the message might be. And so one woman told me how she saw my mother and her stomach was big and it was sitting on her lap. And I was like, you know, these are details I don't need to hear mm -hmm. to me I, that was not helpful evidence. Did she have a larger belly? Yeah, I, I guess so. But I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about my mother's stomach. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I thought about her beautiful gray eyes and her incredible laugh and her silly sense of humor. And, and then somebody said to me, Oh, you're cheating. You're using your psychic ability. And I'm like, what? Interesting. Yeah. I, I would like to, I would like to talk about that actually, because I have the same thoughts with this. I've noticed this too. And I know that a lot of the classes that I've taken after the fact that classes later on, just like you're describing. And I realized it was a lot of focus on evidence and I kept trying to make that be mine too. Mm -hmm. And I realized it didn't make me feel good because when I connect to a spirit, I let them speak from their heart. So the message, exactly. that, the message they bring in is what truth needs to be heard. And it really touches people. And sometimes they do have little connectors, little symbols or things that are kind of what you would say evidence, but I don't think it's absolutely necessary because you can see in the emotional connection between the spirit and the person here, how strong that is. And I, I agree that if you just give them a couple of details, like you're talking about, that may not help them in any way. It may just be something that that medium's trying to prove that they're a medium, but I don't need to prove that I'm a medium. I know who I am. I, I know right. what I'm doing. I just trust that everything, the way I see it is, 
I trust in spirit. I trust in the higher source of energy. I believe in love. So if I'm always in that vibration of let me bring the most positive messages in, I don't need to use my analytical mind to decipher what it is. It's just to be in that experience. And if some people may not want to receive in that way, because it could be different for some people, they may be oh, more sure. logical. They may be more logical and are, they're looking to check the boxes to see if you're real. And that may be true. But the way I have encountered that is that spirit brings me the people that I really need to talk to that will connect with me in the right way. And if I do get presented with somebody that isn't as open, they just won't bring them the messages. So it's kind of like there's a there's a way that there's a harmony there that they keep that from, you know, going off course a little bit. Mm. So interesting. Well, for me, I found in that class they they weren't there was no focus on messages. I guess they were giving people evidence. The idea was they were giving people evidence of speaking to their deceased relatives mm -hmm. so they would know for sure they were really connecting with the real thing. For me, I come from the same place you do. I get the messages are the healing things. Not like one of the things that came through, we had practice sessions. This woman said, oh, um, do you have a smiley face mug in your home? Now, my husband has this yellow, like original smiley face mug. So that's like crazy specific. Mm -hmm. But what was the message? What was the point? I didn't, yeah. for me, I like to me, if that, if there had been a message that said, oh, so-and-so says hello, and they send you love and they want to support you in your efforts for blah, blah, blah. That would have been, I mean, I was impressed. Let me tell you that she, right. that's very, I mean, that was like, wow. That was very impressive. So I don't mean to take anything away from the mm -hmm. people who do this. And there could be, like you say, people who the evidence is more important because they might not be believers where like you and I, Pam, we, mm -hmm. we don't need to be convinced because we do this. We understand right. it. And right. So yeah. I want to work with people who already believe versus right. that. That's what works for me, you know, but luckily there's somebody for everybody. Right. So yes, there is. Um, yeah. And what I do is when I get symbols like that, like you're talking about seeing an image or something, I interpret that for people in the way that spirit's directing me. So I'll say, well, they're giving me this. I see like a car or I see something. Right. And I feel like it's something that's from the earlier part of your life. And they're talking about it. What about that thing? And they're telling me this and that. And so I try to get it connected somehow with the message so that they can see that it does have a purpose. That's why they're mm. showing that to me. So I don't just leave it there and go, okay, I have this, you know, image. What do you think this is? I kind of help the spirits interpret it for them, give them that guidance. So they know that it came yeah. for a reason. That's, that's excellent. That's really good. Makes total sense to me. How did you start working with Mother Mary and Archangel Michael? And, and how did you know it was them? Uh, that's interesting. Well, I think the reason why it was easier for me, because I initially had clear audience, which is hearing spirits and angels. So I heard them talking to me. I heard their names. Oh. So it was very clear to me. And I can see where it might be a little confusing to someone that uses a different sense at first. But you do kind of get that knowing too. If you go that direction, you can just say, okay, what is the first thought or name that comes to me? That's how I do my mediumship anyway. I'll just say, okay, what am I getting? Who's present? Who wants to step forward? 
And then I'll get maybe a first name. I might even get a name of something that references, references something else that connects to the name. So it just depends how they're trying to get me to open up to it. Cause it might be that it's a weird name and I can't figure it out. Mm, yeah. So they may have to give me another side detour <laughs> to figure out what it is. And then I come back to it or they'll come in like pairs or threes, groups of threes. And it'll be like, they're all similar. Like they're, they're all scientists or, you know, they're all more goddess energy, whatever it is. But mother Mary came to me early and Jesus as well, because it had a lot to do with kind of my own perspective of, I think, spirituality and religion and all of that. I think I was more understanding of their energy first, mm, as, makes well sense. As, as well as angels. So I think that's why that came in first. Like if another, let's say another um, ascended master had come through first that I'd never heard of. Like, I don't know if I would have been as uh, open to it. Cause I would have been like, this is weird. This doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. So it yeah. was easier for me to anchor to that. And I felt it was more of a loving connection for them to help me heal still and open up more to this ability. And I thought honestly, that I wasn't going to talk to too many other entities, you know, energy, spirits, whatnot. I thought that was pretty much it at that point. I thought, okay, I'm going to do mother Mary and Jesus, maybe Mary Magdalene. I was kind of feeling that energy. And that was pretty much it for a while. And then I started to learn more about the other master energies. And I realized that other spirits were trying to talk to me. That's when I started to connect to people who had passed that were more known that had messages they wanted to bring back. And so it switched into all kinds of other energies. One of the first ones that I remember coming to me was Michael Jackson. Wow, really? And yeah, and, and I think it was because of how much he has such a, he has, you know, really elevated his consciousness since he left because he was already a higher being that came in. And so the way he's coming in now is still to help people to connect more love across the world, to help children and all these kinds of things. So he's still trying to work with people from the other side and do whatever he can. And so he will come into people that are channeling or writing or creating or whatever it is. And he will like try to inspire them, maybe directly communicate with them. And there's other spirits that do that too, but he was mm -hmm. just one of the stronger influences I had at first. Well, it's funny that you're even bringing this up because I was wondering, you know, what you've seen in terms of how this skill changes, because as time moves on, the skill, I noticed the skill does change. Like for me, I actually did a reading for a woman this morning. It was her birthday and I didn't know that. So that was fun. Mm -hmm. And um, at the end of the reading, I said, well, why don't we see if spirit has anything to say? Cause I'd started with cards. And so I, I got her, um, late husband. And then I don't know, there was somebody else. And then I saw cats and she had told me already that she had, um, cats, but I, I don't get animals. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like I mm -hmm. almost never get animals. And then I took a chance. I was a little nervous and I'm like, well, I see an orange striped cat and a black and white cat. She goes, yes, yes. Those are my cats. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, because it's not every day I channel somebody's mm -hmm. cats, you know, it's like, it was just so anyway, they were so excited to connect with her and they told her they were going to come back and visit her again. And oh, she, okay. she was thinking about getting more cats. I've heard recently from a friend of mine who talked to a uh, pet psychic 
that, you know, her dog had been with her before and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just had to laugh because that has never happened to me. It's funny. It's funny. You mentioned that because I have a cat that's, you know, like an orange tabby cat and and he is very interesting. He does speak quite a bit because he has a Siamese um, connection with his, his mother. But what's interesting is I know this cat has been with me before, the exact same type of cat too. And I'm like, wow, wow. he's just going to keep coming back. Like I know he has that energy that he just wants to keep being here. So I, yeah. I find that interesting how we can pick up on that. Yeah. Yeah, that is really amazing. So, so it's interesting how things change and that's what you're talking about with who comes into you. So now we're going to talk about something I'm really curious about, which mm -hmm. is I saw this video of yours on YouTube where you talk to not one, not two, not three, but four TV show hosts that had passed mm -hmm. on. I don't remember who they were. I think Merv Griffin was one of them, but tell me what that was all about. Yeah, I talked to Regis Philbin, Alex Trebek, Merv Griffin, and Larry King That's on one it. of them. Yeah, <laughs> and it was interesting. So for those particular live events I do on Facebook and I, and I put them onto YouTube, I actually try to tap in a little bit beforehand to see who's around, to see who wants to come on the show. It's kind of like screening people before your show, like to see who you want to interview, right? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so we kind of go through that and there's themes sometimes. So that time there was a theme and I thought that was interesting and their messages were so far out there. Like, I don't even know where things are going to go when I start to tap into that. I'm like, well, I, I don't know. Do they really have a message or not? <laughs> like it's, it seems weird to me at first, but then they do get some really good points in there. A lot of phrases that really help people to see their perspectives and what they did in their lives and what they're doing now. And I just love the experience of learning from them and just having fun with it. Sometimes they're funny about things, you know, they'll throw in little funny lines or something and there's ways they connect each other together. Even if it seems like they're not connected at first, I have also channeled a few on there. I channeled, um, I think John Ritter, and I think there was oh, one wow. other one. I think there was one other one, but the John Ritter one was interesting because he's from heart... Freeze Company, right? Yeah, yeah. Freeze Company, yeah. Yeah, and his his heart energy was so strongly connected to me. Like I have, don't think I've felt a presence as strong before like that. Wow. And he was amazing. Me. Yeah, so that was a very beautiful message, and I just loved how he came in in this way, where it's almost like if you can remember what his energy was like and how he can light up a room kind of thing. That's what it felt like. It felt like he was still huh. trying to come in and say, hey, I'm still here being a light. I'm still trying to guide you. I'm still trying to make you laugh, you know, that kind of thing. And that's what it felt like. So I just let it be whatever it is, you know, whoever needs to speak the most. And over time, I'm sure we'll see more that are coming through. Wow. Fantastic. That's so exciting. And um, you, since you never know what's going to happen and who you're going to talk to, I mean, uh, that's like, uh, what an adventure. Yeah. I, th I think that's what makes it fun for me. Cause I like being curious about life and having variety and stuff like that. And so it's like it, for me, it's always like, wow, there's so much more that I didn't even realize I could learn or tap into. Mm. And I don't even realize how it's going to affect other people too. Like sometimes there's synchronicities that happen, you know, mm -hmm. like on the yeah. show, like people might be in the chat or something or say something about it later, how that, that was really cool. That message really like 
spoke to me and it was like exactly what I needed to hear. So, you know, it's interesting to see that I started out doing these in person before, you know, the world changed a little bit and now we're doing more things online. So I started out doing it in person. Now I've had to take it online. So I had to figure out, well, how am I going to do this? Because I can't see the audience and I'm trying to figure out how do I still project that energy? So I've, you know, I've gotten used to it now, but it's, it's interesting to see how they still are determined to come through. They don't care what way they're going to come through. They're going to make their voices heard. (laughs) All right. Well, thank goodness you're there to help them out, right? Mm -hmm. Help them spread the word. Should we try it? Uh Should we give it a little whirl and see who's available and, Mm -hmm. you know, just do um, a quick check-in to see who has a message for the listeners today? Yeah. Okay. So earlier I was getting already a few spirits that were coming around. What happens is they tend to come to me like right before, or even a day before they'll start hanging around me and I'll be like, Hmm, that's interesting. Thank you for that thought. I think that they're trying to come through. So I had a lot of different energies. I felt like there was a lot of energies of people that were activists, that were scientists, you know, inventors, things like that. One of them that came through that I think was pretty strong and I feel like he's still here right now is Stephen Hawking. So um, sometimes he has come to me, I think once or twice, I haven't put him on the show yet. He's probably like, Hey, I want to sign up. Can I sign up for the show? (laughs) 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 Um, But I definitely feel his presence. But what's interesting is I can tell when their, their personalities do come through. So I can tell when they're like a little more lively and they're very determined to say something and other times you just kind of, I'm just going to sit back and wait for her and see what happens. So I feel like he's kind of sitting back a little bit observing and, and just like, you know, if you ask me a question, I'll answer the question kind of thing. So that's what his energy that he's projecting. <clears throat> so we could, we could ask him a question. And yeah. Let's it. think of one. Yeah. Let's think of something. How about, I don't know. You'll tell me if this is no mm-hmm. good knowing what he knows now from the other side. Yeah. What would he want to say about the work that he did in the world? Well, he's trying to be funny at first. He says, you know, he's almost saying I was wrong in a way. And he's saying that not in the way that, oh, I was wrong about everything, but he's saying I might've had a limited perspective. Hmm. Okay. He says he was, he was a great thinker and that was his forte. But from his perspective, now he realizes how limited that is. But he says that's because of our, our human mind. Sure. We do tend to focus on what we're interested in and what theories we come up with and ideas from other people affect us as well. And so we get into one lane or two lanes and that's it. And that's where we stay. So he's trying to say that it might be that you do get locked into your mind like that at times and you can't see it beyond what it is. But, you know, just sometimes you have to switch things up, go do something different. So you have that other point of view. So you might have to do an activity you don't normally do, hang out with people you normally wouldn't associate with so that you have a bigger perspective of the world and beyond. So he says that's part of it that he sees now how he could have expanded more on it. But he says, of course, you know, I did, if nothing else, get people to think, right? And to see how I could be still a version of myself that was not the norm, if you will, but I was still 
making it work, right? I was still trying to do things to like leave something or leave ideas behind or whatever that was. I was still trying to do that up until the last day or whatever. And so he says that that is something to think about is you have only so many moments in time, right? Yeah. Use all of those moments wisely, you know, think through a lot of them and create and do all those things, but enjoy them too. Cause yeah. he said, he said he had trouble with the enjoyment part of it. And he says he, do, he doesn't want anybody to look at him from the perspective of what his physical body was. He, when he's saying that, he's saying he had the ability and the choice to enjoy more, but he didn't always do that. He was more focused on the higher levels of thinking and more of the scientific points of view and things like that. And so that kind of kept him from really being more in his heart space more. But for this life that he had as this energy, he was more kind of coming in from that. He was showing the divide, I think, between the mind and the heart. That's, ah. what his, that's kind of what his purpose was to do is to show how you can like compartmentalize your thinking or your feeling so much that you forget how to connect them together. You know, uh, that is pretty amazing. And the whole idea that he could have enjoyed more resonates with me so much because I think sometimes we're so serious. We take ourselves so seriously and we'd be better off sometimes, I think, lightening up. And I have a girlfriend who we get together and we do all this intuitive work together. Mm -hmm. And the last few months we've been getting together, we keep hearing the same thing got to enjoy, got to enjoy yourself, find a way to enjoy everything, everything mm -hmm. you're doing, find a way to enjoy it. <laughs> and it's so funny because we keep hearing the message or whatever. So sometimes my girlfriend says, oh, you know, I was thinking today when I was washing the floor, oh, I have to enjoy this. We start laughing, you know, <laughs> so, uh, but she says she's been working on that and she, you know, and she did find some enjoyment in doing that. So I have to remind myself as well. And that is such a wonderful message that he shared with us because we're all here by choice for the most part, right? We're here. Yes, we can yes. sometimes yeah. the enjoyment is just in the simple things. Like you talked about, you know, it could be cleaning, cooking, whatever. Yeah. If we're kind of keeping our mind busy with something where we're not trying to think of a lot of things, where we're just doing something with our mind physically in a way we don't have get stuck in that energy as much. Mm -hmm. And we might get ideas. We might get spirit coming through, you know, a lot of like inspirational times come through that, or at least if nothing else, we get out our anxiety or whatever's going on. Right. Yeah. So yeah, they, they do acknowledge that that's like a big deal. I think one of the perspectives I get from spirit a lot is we just think too much. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And it's good. It's good for manifestation sometimes, but we just, think about stuff so much that sometimes we unmanifest things. Uh, you know, it's the classic case of, okay, how come it still hadn't happened? I got it today and it's still not there kind of thing. And then you, you end up going in that cycle over and over and then you say, okay, mm -hmm. they told me to just step back and, you know, let go. So I'm going to do that. But see, then you get so much into the thinking of that. All you're doing is thinking about letting go, but you're not actually letting <laughs> go. So they're just trying to tell that message is that, they think we're kind of funny creatures at times because we try yeah. too hard. 
Yeah. Oh, good message. We tried mm -hmm. too hard. We tried too hard. That's a simple thing. Yeah. You know, because if you got up every day, let's say you didn't have any expectations for the day. It's a little difficult sometimes when you have a schedule or something to keep. But let's say you just got up one day and you had no expectations and you just kind of led yourself to what you wanted to do and you just let everything happen, whatever was going to come your way. You get such a sense of freedom in that. And we yeah. forget, we restrict ourselves by trying too hard. And see, when we try too hard, we bring in our energy, really, really, really restriction yes. into little tiny spaces. And if we're not doing that, let's say we just go and have fun all day. We go to the park, you know, we go hang out with some friends, we're laughing. Maybe we go out and do something fun. Like we go dancing, we go to the movies, whatever. If we're doing those things in those moments, I don't think we're focusing as much on our problems. We're usually just living it up, right? Yes. See, yes. The, more, the more we do that, the more we manifest what we desire from that place of love energy, because we're feeling the love frequency with those yes. activities. Oh my gosh. So on target. And when you give it a rest, you can actually get the solutions you need or whatever. You just have to give it a rest. And sometimes it's just so hard to do that. But yeah, that makes total sense. So if you just go have some fun for a while, you can shut down that mind that's always thinking, 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 which is definitely working too hard. That was so well said. Beautiful. Here we are at Time has flown. I've loved every minute of speaking with you today. First of all, let's tell people how to get in touch. And I'll also put it in the show notes. But why don't you tell us um, the best way for people to find you? Okay, well, you can go to my website, pambarsh.com. And then I also have a Facebook group called Shine From Your Soul Spiritual Empowerment. So there's a lot of cool things in there. And that's when I, where I do the Facebook Lives. And you can go to my YouTube channel, Shine From Your Soul. I have an Instagram page as well under my name. So you can check out all the cool posts there. And I'll be doing a lot more videos through YouTube and Instagram and just tune in and see what's coming up next. There'll be a lot of stuff about manifestation, a lot of spirits coming through, a lot of fun stuff. And you can always send me an email if you have a question or if you want me to talk about something on a video, just let me know. Awesome. All right. So do you have any last bit of advice? for the listeners today? Well, I would like to say today is a powerful day. Today, you are ready to shine. And if you can just keep that energy every day, just wake up every day and keep saying that to yourself, today is a powerful day. And let everything just unfold naturally. Let your creative flow come out. Then things will manifest in, in a way that is in your divine timing, just meant for you at that time. And if you want to learn more about that, I do have a book that's coming out later in the year called Shine From Your Soul. And it'll talk all about how you can get into that love frequency. How wonderful. I'm so excited. I can't wait to uh, see when that comes out. So Pam, thank you so much for this wonderful, heartfelt conversation. I really enjoyed every minute. I think you gave us some great information and things to think about. And we got to talk to Stephen Hawking. So, you know, you never know what's next. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to like this episode if you enjoyed it. Write a positive review if you feel inspired. 
and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Oceana Fortuna reminding you to share your love and seek magic every day.